Hi, my name is Denise, and I would like to welcome you to the Love Inspired Truth Podcast, where we explore the complexities of connections and growth from a place of healing through Christ. With this podcast, my goal is to inspire, encourage, and uplift. Welcome. Let's chat. Today's podcast is entitled The Language of Trust. And our scripture reading is taken from Matthew 6, 25 to 34, the NIV version. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about your clothes? See how the flowers of the fields grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all of these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has its own trouble. So I just want to say, you know, first of all, thank you, Lord, for that word. And I think we can all agree that each day has its own trouble, right? That it, the, it's not necessary to bring in trouble from yesterday or bring in trouble from tomorrow. Each day has its own challenges uh, within itself. I find it interesting, though, that the word of God specifically tells us not to worry about life, food, or clothing. These are the things that we worry about you know immensely and the most then it goes on to reiterate our value by reminding us that our heavenly father takes care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field and we are much more valuable than they are and so he just i believe he just wants us to know that worrying about these things is not necessary at all that he has it under control but that's a lot easier said than done For much of my adult life, I have been searching for answers, and I don't think that I'm alone. I'm searching for answers to the big questions, right? Like life, why are we here? How am I going to make money? How am I going to take care of my family? You know, shelter, clothes, all of the, the, the big questions, right? And every time that I went out and searched to find the reason, the whys, the wherefores, I've come up short. And along the way of searching and seeking and trying to get all these answers, I found God through his son, Jesus Christ. Then things started to become clearer for me. Have you ever wanted to understand more and more? I know I have. And God is aware of our need for answers. After all, he created us to be critical thinkers. So he provided answers to all of our burning questions, all of them, all of the big life questions that we have, God provided 
answers. He provided those answers through his word and through a connection with him through his son, Jesus Christ. He also provided us with a teacher, which is the Holy Spirit. He's very generous. He made sure we got, we have everything we need, right? But he told us in order to get these answers that we're so longing for, we must seek these answers. And many of us seek them in all the wrong places. We seek them from every place except the word of God. Now, a lot of us, like me, grew up in church and we went to church every Sunday and we heard the pastor preach a good word and, you know, and then we went home and we memorized that scripture and we just, oh, that was such a good word or whatever the case may be. But a lot of us didn't go that extra step and read the whole chapter or we didn't spend time with the word or connecting to God for him to open that scripture up to us. And it wasn't until later on in life when I really started to delve into the word of God. And I wish I could say that happened because I was just so obedient. It happened because I was so broken and so lost. And then I started to seek. So it's important that we understand that seeking is important, but where we seek and what we seek is equally as important. So Matthew 6.33 puts it this way. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So when we seek, when we seek and we search out answers, he is faithful and just to reveal what we need at the right time. And since we're all unique and we're all individual, we have to do the seeking for ourselves. Somebody else doing it for us is not going to work because what is for me and what is for you are going to be completely different. It's tailored. Can you imagine all of us reading this one incredible book that is tailored to meet our individual needs, that's sprinkled with the, the Holy Spirit and the righteousness of God and all of our answers are between these pages. What a magnificent God we serve. So here's what it is. Search for the answers or searching for answers boil down to one key element and that is trust. Trust in God. Since trust is so priceless, is it a wonder that this is the currency that our Heavenly Father asks us to invest in Him? To invest our trust in Him? Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 puts it this way. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him and He will make your paths straight. So I know for me many times I have been like, Lord, what do I do? But I don't really, I just say the words and I cry out, but I never like open the book and sit down and say, okay, Lord, show me, teach me. I'm seeking. I want to really know. All I want to do is crawl up into a ball, cry out, and then say, okay, well, God didn't really answer that prayer. But, you know, I didn't really do any seeking. I don't know if I'm the only one. Maybe I'm the only one. You know, maybe everybody else is doing it right and I was doing it wrong the whole time. I'm not sure. So trusting is a difficult thing, especially when you don't see any way out, right? 
And I've had many, many difficult moments in my life where I was like, okay, well, I'm crying out here. I'm going on my knees. I'm talking to God and I don't get any answers and I don't know what's going on. And the Bible is right there and I'm kind of looking at it sideways. It's looking at me, but I'm not picking it up. I'm not cracking that book open, the spine of the book. I'm not doing any of those things to actually seek the knowledge of God. And that's where a lot of us fall short, including myself. That when we're going through those difficult moments, that the comfort that we need, the answers that we want, and that we're, our soul and our spirit is seeking is in the pages of that good book. Now, we might find it difficult to feel connected to Christ. So here's what I've come to learn. Our feelings are fickle. I feel like a thousand things in like two minutes. I mean, I I don't know about anybody else, but I could like it, love it, hate it all, and just, you know, haven't even moved, uh, you know, 20 steps. So feelings are fickle. So we can't go by our feelings. We have to be able to go by what we know for that is certain. And the only thing that, the only way that we can know that we know that we know that we know is to continue to stay connected to God through his word. And that is just like, I I can't even stress the importance of that. So I'm going to share a little story that something that actually happened to me that was, um, that I think demonstrates, you know, what what I'm trying to uh, get across. So shortly after my mom passed away, um, I was working at a very small company that I loved. I loved this company. It was um, run by uh, three very uh, wonderful men. And I was just like I was in heaven, right? And my mom passed away and they were amazing. They helped pay for her funeral. It was just, you know, we were like a little family there. Um, But... My mom passed, my mind was everywhere, and I was all scatterbrained, and I was coming into work, and work was like my solace. And I made a mistake one day, and it was a very expensive mistake, okay? It was a costly mistake. And this particular mistake was very costly to the company, and to the point where um, they were discussing letting me go. And... um, And I would understand it because I felt like that would have been the least that they could do, right? Because, you know, I I had cost the company money, you know, and and what businesses are in business to make money. Um, But I had an advocate um, and they stood up for me and they fought for me. and, And by through God's grace, I was able to retain my job and retain my position. But as you can imagine, it was very uncomfortable for the next uh, couple, you know, moving forward. It was very uncomfortable. Um, Everybody was like questioning, is she really like paying attention? What's going on? We know she just lost her mom, but you know, this, we can't afford another mistake like this. So, you know, it was a very tense, um, intense thing. And then I, you know, I had, I'm I'm dealing with grieving my mom, um, being a single parent and now just wondering am I going to be able to keep my job like is it like one day I'm going to walk in and they'll be like you know what you were great at one point but it's not working out we 
got to let you go. So, you know, having to deal with that every day, uh, that teeter-tottering every day. If you're a single parent and if you're ever, you've ever been in a situation where you are, you are worrying whether or not I'm going to keep my job, lose my job, how am I going to take care of my family, you know exactly where I was. Or anybody who is just struggling, especially in times when things seem to be a little bit, you know, this may not be your story, but you can understand the struggle and am I going to lose something, you know, and that is important to your livelihood, you know, and so... And not only mine, but now I had to think about my son and the repercussions of all of that coming down. So, you know, I was praying. Now, I was praying back then and I was reading and I was like, okay, Lord, you know, I I don't know what to do. This wasn't something that I could fix. It was something that was, you know, this was a God-sized problem. This would take a miracle, right? And none of us in the organization believed at the time that this thing was possible right so everybody's kind of looking at me sideways people are talking about me and whispering and you know how that was as you can imagine a very uncomfortable time for me so one night I went home and I'm I'm, you know in this place and I'm distraught and this is not something that I normally do this is totally out of character for me I'm always on the ball and you know and they knew I think because of my mom and because of that situation I was under a little bit more stress than normal so I think all of that was taken into control and of course God's grace taking care of me you know because I am more valuable than the birds and the flowers in the field so he's taking care of me because right now this job is what I need to pay my bills and do everything else so I'm going home I'm praying I'm crying out to God and I'm reading my word and I went to sleep one night and I had a dream and in the dream I was reassured that this money was coming back I knew that this was God like I knew like I woke up the next day and I'm putting I'm getting dressed and I'm going to work and I'm like is it gonna be the day because I just know that this is what God told me so I was so excited I couldn't you know I, I couldn't keep it to myself and I remember going to my advocate and I remember saying you know what we're gonna get the money back he's like what are you talking about what are you talking about did you get a call did you I was like no I had a dream and he was like oh okay you know, and I was like, no, no, for real, for real. God told me that this money is going to come back. And he's like, yeah, okay, Denise, like, you know, when it actually happens, you come back. And I was like, okay, you're going to see, you're going to see. And so now six months, like, you know, like month after month, week after week, I'm like, okay, is it going to come back? Is it going to come back? I was being very persistent and proactive in, you know, putting up my fielders, checking everything that needed to be checked to see if if this money was going to be able to be returned and nothing. Six months later, nothing. Seven months, nothing. The eight month in, almost a year into this, this, this thing I made a phone call and I said I I inquired one more time all of the people that were there originally in that spot were all moved out I got a new person took a look at everything and they saw that it was a mistake that had never happened the entire time before and they said you deserve to get this and I said what did you say yes and so almost a year from the incident from the dream 
this thing happened. And now I didn't walk in because, you know, my advocate said, don't come back until, you know, you get this thing. So, you know, I said, well, how long will it take? And they turned it around so very quickly. I remember walking in, just putting it on the desk and say, I told you this is what God said would happen. And my advocate was so excited. They went and told the other people. And and then, you know, they came out, you know, begrudgingly. And they were like, well, good job, you know, good job. But, you know, you can see that they were still upset that it happened in the first place. Which, again, is very, very understandable. Because nobody is in business to lose money. No, no, no company, no nothing. Nobody's in business to lose money. But the money came back in and it came in at a time when the company really really needed it and we were able to do some things um, that we probably would not have been able to do had the money not come at that time but all of that is said to say that I had to do a hard thing I had to trust God when everything around me was telling me this is not going to happen first of all nothing like this is is has ever happened they're not gonna you know listen to you it was your error you cost this nothing is gonna happen I had to listen to the whispers people talking behind my back laughing and then on the other hand people some people feeling sorry for me and feeling you know being pitiful because oh she just lost her mom and you know and just you know and it, it was a really hard thing to trust God in the middle of that scenario. And when I saw God show up, you would think, you would think that when I saw him show up that time and he showed up, showed out, he said what he was gonna do, he did it. It didn't matter if I believed or anybody else believed, he did what he said he was gonna do at the appointed time. And you would think that I would then be like the most faithful person in the world, right? No that's not what happened so but I, you know from that and from many other instances I have learned to trust and trust and trust and build my trust and I, I wish I could say yeah you know I you know that incident and that was it and I was sold out for Christ and yeah I was sold out for Christ but I was also not trusting all the time so but what I've learned from that and many other instances, trust me, God has brought me through a lot um, in my life, is that I can't go by my feelings. I can't go by my feelings. I have to go by what the word of God actually says. And in Matthew, it is very, very clear. He says, do not worry. He didn't say that you were not going to suffer the consequences because I did. He did not shield me from, you know, hearing the little whispers as I walked by, feeling the uncomfortable feeling every time I walked into the office. All of that stuff, I had to endure. I had to endure those things. I had to endure upper management, scrutinizing everything that I did week after week, month after month, things that I would do routinely. I had to endure that because this was a huge, huge mess up. And a costly mistake financially to the company. So I had to endure those things. But he didn't leave me. You know, he was there with me as I endured. 
as I went through every single day thinking, I'm not going to make it. I can't do this one more time. I can't do this another day. He was right there with me. He was encouraging me. He was my champion. He was like, what did I tell you? And I just, I did that for almost a year from the time this happened. And I just have to tell you that if it was not for the faith and for the word of God and for me just standing on his word every day, I don't know that I would have made it through that, that situation. So I just stopped by again to remind you that whatever you need, whatever it is you're going through, whatever it is you're dealing with, even if it's a good thing, even if it's a blessing that is, you know, astronomical, like when that money came in, trust me, I could have done a jig, right? Even that moment, still go back to the word of God, still go back to the word, still go back to the word, go back to the word, go back to the word. You cannot find any other answer that's going to be this answer. You're not going to find a, a program. You're not going to, you know, don't, you know, don't take out a loan. Don't, don't do any of these things until God tells you this is the direction that I need you to go in. And sometimes we want God to say, you know, this is the plan. Like I'm going to lay it out because I'm a planner. I don't know about anybody else, but I have like 50 plans and then I have, you know, the A and the B and the C. And then if this doesn't work and, you know, and God has given me the ability to kind of see the contingency plan. And then I look behind and I look sideways and what if, and what if, and I can, I can do that. And I do it very well for the most part, but he's in control. So all of my planning is out the window. If he says, uh, uh, no, no. Because when I made that mistake initially, I thought I was just going on what I've always done. Like I've always, I've done this. I could do this in my sleep robotically, right? And I still made a mistake. And when God came back around and he was faithful in his promise, it wasn't just for me. You know, it was for me definitely. But it was for the company at a time when they needed when they didn't even know they were going to need this money, that money was on hold and reserved for them for such a moment as this. And I just, I just want to tell you that it may seem like a long wait. I mean, yours may be more than a year. Um, it may be two years. It may be three years. It may be however long. It may be weeks. It may be months. It may seem like it's a year. But God is still in the business of working it out for you if you just stay close to him. It doesn't have to make sense. Because it, it, it doesn't make sense that a process that I have done over and over and over, I've, I've made one mistake and this mistake was so costly. And I've never made the mistake before and I didn't make the mistake after, but I made the mistake that day on this process that I can do in my sleep. And at that moment, my credibility, because I made that mistake, was under question. But you know who did not question me? You know who stood by me the entire time? My Heavenly Father. He was the one that comforted me when I went home and I cried every night. He was the one that came to me and told me, this is what I'm going to do. 
when I had that peace, do you know that I slept after after I had that one dream and that encounter? Now, he's never shown up in a dream again like that. So and that's another thing. God is God. Is God. Don't, don't expect him to do the same thing because he's not. He said, I'm going to do a new thing. So I've never seen, he's never shown up like that again in a dream to say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Never, ever happened again. Never happened before. Never happened again. But I can tell you where he constantly shows up. And that's in his word. In his word, I could read a word and I could be like, okay, Lord. Okay. I get it. Okay, Lord. And it's a sense of knowing that he's He's there. So instead of reading the next best self-help book or the next best, and I'm, I'm an advocate for reading, so read as much as you can. But I do believe that if you are reading for answers, if you're reading for life-seeking questions, um, you have to go to God. You have to go to His Word. There is no other thing. There's no. There's no um, other way. There's no. There's no mentor, mentee. There's nothing else. There is just God. So, I just want to stop by to tell you or to remind you to read His Word to trust in the Lord, this precious gift, this precious commodity that he's given to you, this, his word, his word, his word, read Matthew 6, read the whole thing, read it over and over again, let it become a part of who you are, you know, especially if you're anxious, especially if you have a lot going on, especially if you need to hear from him, he says, seek first, his kingdom, his righteousness, and then everything else. He didn't say some things. He said everything. All these things will be added. So trust that he's going to be a God that is faithful and just, and trust that he is not a man that he should lie. So remember, God loves you so much, and so do I. So now I invite you to go over, read today's blog, you know, you know, nobody did the forum. I'm putting it out there again. So somebody just please do the forum. Obviously, I keep wanting somebody to go on and put a question on this forum. Um, remember that I love you. I hope these things are a blessing to you. And um, take care. Have a good night. Bye-bye.